If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. You know, maybe you were already in mental health before, but as a RN and now you're moving to a nurse practitioner, you need the help you want to, but you also want to feel like when you do ask, you're not going to be like, Ugh, you know, why don't you know that? Like, so you don't want someone who's going to do that. So you want to come into a space where you can, you know, that someone's going to say, okay, well, let's talk about it together. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Kirby Williams, how are you? I'm good, Wendy. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on because I follow you on social media. I'm part of your newsletter and I'm oh. so pumped <laughs> about what you do. And I have to say that, so I'm a nurse practitioner mm-hmm. and um, I will be a DMP prepared nurse practitioner in May. Oh, yes. And you know what? And th- I never told anyone this, but secretly, I want to be a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Secretly. Like, you that, still that- can. <laughs> you still can. <laughs> so I was thinking about, like, I should have got my, D- my DMP with my psych. But anyway, anyways, anyways, let's introduce you to the people. Let them know who you are and what you do. Awesome. So I am Kirby Williams. I am an advanced practice nurse with a psych mental health specialty certification. I have been a psych mental health nurse practitioner since 2011. So I am coming up on my 12 year anniversary of being a psych MP. Actually, it'll be in October um, of this year. So I have been doing that in a lot of different spaces, inpatient, outpatient, community mental health. I currently have my own private practice uh, where I see adult patients um, in the state of Virginia, where I reside and where I am licensed. And I do that one day a week. Um, I'll do some PRN work here and there. Sometimes a little touch of locums here and there I will do as well. Um, But my uh, main, (laughs) main business that I have been working on and really Pouring my heart and soul and sweat and tears into <laughs> all those things uh, into has been um, my business, the PMHNP Source, which is a business that I created to help support, empower, and guide new psychiatric nurse practitioners. So those who are students um, through about two years of experience, that's really, I would say, my like 
those who I am really working on and really targeting and really who follow uh, the kind of work that I do. And so what I do is I've been doing some one-on-one consultations with newer psychiatric nurse practitioners. And then I've also been hosting classes and webinars, spreading information around. And I've also released a couple digital products um, as well. So I've been just trying to provide as much support and education that I can that's going to be outside of what psychiatric nurse practitioners would get with their employer, because there are a lot of employers that don't provide that kind of support. Yes, I love it. And, you know, you mentioned something that's very like uh, a typical nurse, you have more than one thing going on. We can right. never just work one job, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> one thing, we have to have, you know, locum here, per diem here. I'm running my own business. I'm starting this program. But that, yeah. that's because we're just so talented. We have Right. <laughs> Multifaceted. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So take us back to um, nursing school. Like nursing oh, school, you graduated. <laughs> How did you get into psychiatric mental health nursing? Okay. Yeah. So um, I graduated with my nursing degree. It's my bachelor's degree in 2006. Um, And at that time, so I was going to school between 2002 and 2006. And so during that time, I did have interest in psych uh, mental health nursing. Um, I did enjoy my psych mental health clinical, to be honest. Um, I really enjoyed the groups that were done on the units. Um, then we had to like do a group project that we presented. And I did something I think about like stress relief. And I really, you know, enjoyed doing that, enjoyed doing that. And so I was like, man, this really seems like I like this educational piece that we seem to lean into uh, a little bit more. These, um, you know, good coping skills that were leaned into by the groups that were done on the units. So I was like, I do kind of like this. But one thing that I noticed is that some of my peers and also the faculty actually were like, uh, you know, psych, you're going to lose your skills. Uh, you know, you're really not going to do much of this and this and that. Um, and when I uh, was completing my program, so in 2006 and your bachelor's program, I keep trying to think of the name of it, but I can't. But there's something that you do where you um, go into the unit kind of of your choice uh, for maybe 120 hours as a bachelor's uh, prepared RN or getting ready to be a bachelor's prepared RN. And I chose psych actually as one of the choices. And it was like, boop, <laughs> they like knocked it off um, and put me in the OR. And I was like, well, this is like the complete opposite of what I wanted. But, you know, at the time I was, um, I was, I was young. So I was just like, well, maybe they know better than me. So maybe you know, I really should be leading into more of this med surge, uh, making sure I'm really doing these kind of other, you know, physical health. Maybe they really know. So let me just let me just go that way. So I started um, in med surge because I was like, well, they know better than me. Maybe psych is you know not the thing that nurses should do. So I'll just go into med surge. But I still found a tugging to that. Like, ah. I really you know, like what I did in that clinic. I really didn't get to like explore what that would be like. Um, and I got an opportunity because at the time, and it was 2009, um, the, this program that was near where I was living at the time was like, oh, we are open to having students who want to, you know, do this IMP program. Um, it's okay if you don't have experience, you know, and at that time, I know it's very different than now. And people hear this, they're going to be like, what? But at that time, there's probably only like, five to 10 programs in the U.S. that had a psych MP program. And uh, one of the programs actually was closing their program because they couldn't get enough people in there. And so this, uh, this program was like, well, if people are interested, we're willing to train them, support them, even if they're not in psych. And I was like, oh, I don't want to miss out on this program just because I didn't get into you know, a psych 
unit yet. So I went, I went for it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I had the best uh, clinical practical experiences probably in my life, um, really doing this uh, master's program. I really work with some very amazing psych MPs and I'm still in touch with them uh, from, from that long time ago, from over a decade ago. Um, they've retired, since retired, but you know, still keep in touch with them. But it had such a great experience and I've been in psych ever since and I have never looked back. <laughs> never looked back. <laughs> I love it. And and you said something so key and so um so common in our profession, you know, when you're in school and you're like, oh, I want to do this. Like, oh, no, you got to do med surge first. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important. Like you said, when you feel that tug, do it. Because even now you're a psych MP, if you want to go back and, and do medicine, you, you still have those skills and you can still do it. So I always mm-hmm. tell students, too, that, you know, if you want to do psych, you want to do oncology right out of school, do it. Go yeah. ahead. Like, why not? You know, right. don't feel like you're pigeonholed into med surge. Um, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what I But I, I love, I love that. So you knew from in your heart, that's what you wanted to, to definitely do. And you went with that. Yeah. Yeah. I knew what I wanted to pursue. And I was like, let me just do this. Cause I, you know, I listened to them for the three years. I did, yes. I did the way yeah. you wanted it for three years. Right, so let, me, right. let me do it my way now. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I love that. And what kind of things did you experience in school that you are kind of um, helping or guiding current student uh, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioners through? Like what were some of your experiences um, that your program or your organization kind of helped them through? Gotcha. So one of it is really being optimistic and open-minded about psych, the psych MP degree, and then what you can do with it. Um, I know that a lot of times people may be told like, okay, you get your psych MP, you're going to be prescribing medicine and that's it. That doesn't have to be it. Now, for some jobs, that may be, you know, it just depends what jobs you're at. Uh, for some places, that might be, but it's not, it's not, definitely not all there is. And um, the director of the program where I went, I went to the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia, um, where I went, she was just very open to so many different things you could do in so many places that this degree and your expertise could take you, um, whether it was, because she did a lot of actually counseling uh, and therapy. Um, She did very little of the medication management, and that's just how her combination for her went. (laughs) Um, There were other people who did a lot of teaching. There were others who um, worked in like consulting roles and things like that. And they still did some, you know, some work. So I try to really introduce like all the different pathways and let people know it is possible. Even if you don't hear the large majority of people going that way, it doesn't mean it's not, you know, not available. Um, another thing that I really try to bring when I'm working with, um, I call them my mentees. When I'm working with my mentees is that we, um, you know, really trying to bring all the resources. There's a lot of resources that I still use from school today. I mean, one, a lot of people use it, but it's Hippocrates. So when I started my program in 2009, I feel like it just came out because <laughs> they were like, you got to get Hippocrates on your, it wasn't even, a, I didn't even have an iPhone then, your eye, whatever it was. <laughs> you got to get Hippocrates on it because we're going to be using it. And it was like the new thing. And I still use it today for clinical practice. So, you know, there's a lot of resources that I got from even uh, some of my clinical experiences that I use, um, that I got from some of my, I've tweaked them a little bit and updated them some, but some that I've got from my preceptors that I still use today, that I still refer to, that I still share with students or new psych MPs who work with me that I still kind of provide that information. And so I want to continue 
to be able to do that. Because I know in some spaces you may not be, they may not be getting that information. Uh, they may not be getting those opportunities about like what else you can do with your degree. It's not just, like I said, prescribing medication. So really providing that information, providing that support. And I know, sadly, um, and unfortunately, a lot of jobs are not providing that support also. There are some jobs that do, but not a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's really good. Um, and I think for now I'm seeing as I'm a nurse practitioner, a seasoned nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. um, a lot of individuals like yourself who have programs and resources for students. When I was a student, I don't remember anyone, <laughs> anyone who's like, I can help you. <laughs> I don't remember either. And then there was, you know, the social media of today yeah. wasn't what it is, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I don't remember. Like you had to like know somebody <laughs> and yes. like, you know, actually like know them and have maybe even worked with them before or something like that. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I, I think it's so wonderful. And I think students should, I mean, there's no reason why, you should want to do like be a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner and not do it mm-hmm. or not succeed in the program. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there's Kirby out there. Right. Like, right. Just connecting, <laughs> right. She'll, she'll help you through. Right. Uh, so, so true. Um, I just, I just love what you're doing. Um, and, and it's such a need now, especially mm-hmm. uh, black African-American women, mental yes. health providers. It's so right. needed. So in terms of that, what are you seeing out there in terms of, you know, mental health, COVID, post-COVID. I don't know what, where we are now. If it's, I don't know. Right. It's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where we are. I don't know where we are either. <laughs> what are you seeing out there in terms of mental health in, in adults? Yeah. So, I mean, it's been very tough for a lot of people, um, you know, from maybe job loss, job changes, from maybe even housing loss or changes um, in that as well. And then losses, uh, like actual losses of family members, friends. um, And that is, you know, loss from the physical self. But then also, you know, we were, had to be apart also. And then there's just some kind of losses of relationships, even if the person is still alive, the relationship just still isn't the same because for two years, separate, you know, there's a lot of separation and things like that. So I have seen a lot of, you know, depression um, and people who have maybe never, felt this significant level of depression before. They're adults, so they, they never had this level of depression. And then I'm seeing, I would say, even uh, persons who noted some changes. It would, it would have been before I would have worked with them, but noticed some changes maybe for those who were 16, 17 when uh, you know, 2020 occurred. And so now they are of age that I can treat them. Uh, they are 18, 19, 20. Um, and so noticing that too, that there's more of persons who were like, in high school, when it's like, you know, coming of age, you know, high school, you're planning to go to, you know, college and go away, but then they didn't uh, for a period, you know, for a period of time, or maybe they just decided to change altogether, or maybe they decided, well, I'm just going to do it online forever. And so then they haven't yet gotten away. So there's some things that they feel like they lost um, or weren't able to tap into because and due to COVID. Um, And um, also just some relationships they weren't able to build either. Cause that's when we think about it, I think most of my friendships are in adulthood or from pe- per- persons I knew in college and afterwards. And if you don't have that, then it's like they feel like they might not have any friendships. And so like learning to build those kinds of friendships as well. And I think that's one thing COVID taught us is the importance of relationships and mm-hmm. community. Uh, I don't think as people, we really um, give it that much of importance but I think it can lead to a lot of mental health issues. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. you read, um, what is that? 
loneliness. There was a big piece on loneliness and how mm-hmm. it's really impacting mental health. Like my mom, you know, she lived by herself, elderly. And I was saying loneliness is really killing her. Mm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. just because she's used to having her kids around. But but that that and I think what you're saying too, like these students who were in high school and now they they're not going to have the opportunity. Mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. you know, develop these relationships. Even for me, my, you know, close friends came from high school, college, but I mean, right. adulthood friends is kind of, you find them in college, but mm-hmm. so important relationships. Um, yeah. I think we understand the importance of it. So I do a lot on stress management, emotional intelligence, but that's it. Mm-hmm. It's how do yeah. you create the relationship and maintain the relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That is so important. Yeah. And how do you start? Yeah. Right. How do you start building those? And so some of so some of that is a lot of the conversations that I have and appointments is about, Okay, well, what are some things that you can start doing to build those? Because many of them, I would say that I many of these young adults that I work with do want to build relationships, but not even sure where. Right. Um, Not to be honest, not even like I don't even know where. And it's okay. I say that's understandable, given what we all have gone through Mm -hmm. and, you know, the age you were when it started. So you didn't have a chance to really do those things. So we talk about kind of troubleshooting different types of ideas to get them um, involved in things in their community that they can meet people in person. Cause they, some of them have zoom fatigue too. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this thing where people would say to me like, Oh, Kirby, you know, cause I see people, I see patients in person in my practice. And so people are like, nobody's going to want to come in person, Kirby, you know, everybody's been able to do zoom. No, there's people who want to come in person. And a lot of times it's those who are younger than 30. They're like, oh, you're in person. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, and because they're like, oh, thank you. I, I, you know, they're happy to come to the office. They're like happy to get, because you know, they already work from home maybe. So they're happy to um, get out of their home and they have a reason to do things. So um, so just talk about, you know, how they can tap into more of that um, and, and other opportunities, not just, you know, coming to my office, but other opportunities that are around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, it's, it's society. Like it's trying to like, and, and you're talking about just regular relationships, but like romantic relationships, that's a whole nother thing. Like, right, right, right. I'm talking about regular. Yeah. I'm just talking about <laughs> friendships or meet people that could be your friends. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so important the work that you're doing and the people you're mentoring. And I want you to talk to us a little bit about your group mentorship um, yeah. that is open. Uh, for people to kind of, you know, tap into that relationships community again. Yep, <laughs> relationships right yeah. here. <laughs> um, so I have a mentorship program called the PMHNP Liftoff. So this is a program for um, psychiatric nurse practitioner students who are, who are in their last semester. Um, it is for new grad psych MPs all the way up to those who have about two years experience. So still in that novice phase. Um, So it is open to those persons who uh, meet that criteria. And it provides a community where you're able to come into, I call it a safe space, but come into a safe and optimistic place where you can share your fears, your frustrations, um, your concerns about starting your career. You are going to get mentorship. You're going to get coaching. You're going to get advisement on what to do. Like if there are certain um, job opportunities or potential job contracts that are coming up. You're going to have someone who's experienced who you can reach out to and speak to. There's going to be a private, um, you know, way that we can have conversations similar to like a Facebook group, but it's on a private (laughs) community um, where you can ask different questions and get that advisement kind of 
right then and there. And then we are meeting um, once a week for this 10-week program. We're meeting once a week to um, go over a lot of case studies we do. So half of the meeting is case studies. And then the other half of the meeting I call like open forum. So Mm -hmm. if anybody has questions from anything they saw in clinical or anything they've been seeing in practice, they can bring it up there and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it together. You'll have, again, a safe space to talk about because one thing I've noticed as I've worked with um, mentees one-on-one that they told me about, which is really sad, even though like I know what happens, it still is sad and frustrating, is that they would ask questions to some persons in there, wherever they were employed. I won't say who they were, but they asked persons <laughs> wherever they were employed, they asked for help. Um, and people would kind of say things to them in a condescending way. Mm. Um, and so then they didn't want to ask for help. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not good either. You know, you're starting out new in a, in a new career field um, as a new provider because, you know, maybe you were already in mental health before, but as a RN and now you're moving to a nurse practitioner, you need the help you want to, but you also want to feel like when you do ask, you're not going to be like, Ugh, you know, why don't you know that? Like, so you don't want someone who's going to do that. So you want to come into a space where you can, you know, that someone's going to say, okay, well, let's talk about it together. Let's figure out a plan. Let's make a um, let's make, make a couple plans, make a plan A, B, and C. And if that doesn't work, we're going to meet again next week anyway. So you can tell us, you know, you can bring it back and we can make a plan D, E, F if you need to, you know, but they can come into this space and have that kind of community. And it's going to be like-minded people. So other nurse practitioners and other, um, other psychiatric nurse practitioners, sorry, and psych NP students who are almost finished. So going to be people who've probably seen some of the same things um, and be be able to give their insights as well. And I think that's important too, being in a place where um, it's not just like myself, who is a, you said it earlier, seasoned nurse practitioner, but it's also persons who are in your same season. And I think that helps as well because you don't feel alone um, because some of these psychiatric nurse practitioners are working in places where maybe they're the only psychiatric nurse practitioner. So they're like, you know, they do feel alone um, in that or they may not because of COVID and how they've Mm -hmm. been going to school. Then they may not know other psych nurse practitioners in their community, even though they're present, even though they're there. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And how can people find out more about the program? So the best way to find out about anything I offer is um, through through my Instagram or on LinkedIn. So on Instagram, I am at your PMHNP mentor. And there I have all of my links to um, join my mailing list, join my newsletter uh, for this program. Um, I'll have different um content about the program or about the program. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably even see a live that I have up about the program as well, giving more details, answering questions. I do try to come on Instagram well, at least once a month to do just a open live Q&A about anything really. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And I know we have a lot of um, listeners in the in academia, uh, mm-hmm. you know, nursing school. So please, if you are a professor who, um, you know, teaches uh, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioners, pass this on to your students. If you're not, pass it on to your faculty who, who's teaching that class because yeah. it's so important for, uh, you know, these are just to have uh, community and have guidance and have mentorship. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's really to, to impact the world. And, you know, I talk about this a lot on my platform about nursing school is just so stressful. It is so (laughs) stressful and it really doesn't have to be. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're, you're, if you are developing this community to help people through, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, it'll be service to the students to, you know, let them know about uh, this opportunity. So please share, 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 share. 
Yes, yes. Let because if it was if it was me, I'd want to know. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking for it when I was, yeah. you know, um, leaving my program, and it was nowhere. There was nothing to be found. So <laughs> I'm sure that they would be, you know, like I said, open to it, having the information, and then just having further education. Because I taught in academia as well, so um, I'm going to continue to teach in that group mentorship program as well. There'll be lectures in there about complex cl- clinical case mm-hmm. um, issues that come up. Um, in clinical practice, because everything is not like the book, as I'm sure you know, Wendy, you know, everything is not like, not like the book. Uh, When you go out and work with people, you're like, oh, okay, hold on. Uh, So having, um, having those kind of real life scenarios to work through again in a safe space uh, uh, can be helpful, because then you're going to think back on that when you do have maybe a similar patient case, you know, right in front of you and say, okay, what do we talk about? What were the type of options, you know, we talked about and why, why did we say they were important? So um, you know, that's going to be embedded in there. And anything that I do, I would say education is always going to be embedded in there because I'm going to support you, you know, emotionally, of course, and mentally, but also want to make sure that I'm providing you with the education that's going to help you be successful in your career. Yeah. And you're like the ideal person to to be running this type of community because, I mean, first of all, you you are a uh, psychiatric mental health practitioner who have your own practice, who's mm-hmm. working per diem. You are in academia. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, right. I know what's up. No <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I know what's, I know what's up, know what's out there. Yeah. No, you know, and no, and I also know reasonably what we have time to teach in academia. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not everything and it's no one's fault for that. It's just like, limited time. Sometimes we really try to make sure you get that foundational knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know how it is to then get into the workforce and be like, this is beyond yeah. the foundation. You know, <laughs> this is beyond the foundation. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I really want to tap into someone who could, you know, who could talk me through it. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this was great, Kirby. I know your uh, students are just so lucky to have you. And I know you're going to have so many more from, yes. uh, <laughs> you know, from the show and the podcast. Uh, but before we get out of here, can I take you through a rapid fire? Oh, yes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> awesome. Well, let me know the first thing that comes to your mind to answer the question or finish the statement. Okay. Um, wellness means? Being my best self. I know I'm stressed when. Mm. <laughs> when I do that. Uh, no. <laughs> I know I'm stressed when my mind is just ruminating and ruminating and going and going and going. <laughs> and my go-to stress management solution is walking. Ooh, yeah, I see that online too. You, you... yeah, that's for sure. It's walking. <laughs> it is walking. It is walking. That is not a lie. That's not for not for the clicks. Yes. Fact, that is what I do. <laughs> that is what I do. And I used to when I was. Um, working at a community mental health center. It was in downtown in the city where I live. And it was like right and downtown, right by the river. And so I used to walk um, during my lunch break or if like a patient didn't show up, I'd just like go outside and walk for like 10, 15 minutes. I love mm-hmm. that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> what is something people get wrong about you? Um, man, I don't, what did they get wrong about me? <laughs> um, I think what they get wrong about me um, is that I, mental health is all I know and I don't know anything else. <laughs> can't, can't help with anything else. Any, that's, all, that's all I got for you. Mental health. <laughs> ah, yes. What is something you learned about yourself during the pandemic? I am very resilient because um, I also had my baby in the pandemic. 
<laughs> and is my first baby. <laughs> um, so I learned that I'm more resilient than I ever thought I could be because that was a that was stressful in a whole whole nother way. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about that. We have that in common. Yep, we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And my last question for you is: if you can change the curriculum for psychiatric mental nurse, <laughs> nurse practitioners, what is something you would add? That was two things. I got two things. Sorry, sorry. You thought about this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple things, but two things really are high on the list. So one, I would say uh, the variety of opportunities available for psychiatric nurse practitioners. Um, that is non-clinical opportunities and clinical opportunities, like what those are, what types of places um, that a psychiatric nurse practitioner can work. Um, and then what kinds of like consulting work that they can do in a full-time capacity because there are people doing it and I know them personally. So, so it's not like, oh, I just see these people doing it. No, I know them personally and they're doing it. And then two, it would be about, um, I guess it'd be kind of wrapped up into like healthcare business, so to speak, because I think we really need, well, and I think we really need to know <laughs> about um, revenue, like what type of revenue comes in when we complete an appointment and how much revenue that looks like so that we can really empower ourselves when we are advocating for um, our salaries and when we are going just going into the workforce that we know like what we're truly bringing to the table because it is very different than a registered nurse. And I really did not learn about it and really learn what those numbers were and what they truly look like until like five years in. And I feel like that mean they got me for five years. <laughs> they got me good for five years because I didn't I wasn't made aware of that information. And I didn't even I didn't even know. I didn't even know like the work I was doing actually brought revenue into a hospital or a healthcare system or organization mm-hmm. that I was working. I didn't even had no clue. Yeah, I know that's good. That's really good. So please, if you're listening out there, please consider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're definitely gonna talk about that in the community as well. I can break that down a hundred million ways. I do not mind. I'm very I am very well versed on um, understanding revenue models, um, understanding um, salary structures for how mm-hmm. site nurse practitioners get paid because it's not all just hourly and salary. Um uh, kind of positions out there. There are still those out there, but there's other ways we get paid. And like a lot of people don't know, uh, understand mm-hmm. those other ways. And so they just like get into it. Then they're like, oh, what do I do with this money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what do I do with tax time? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need to know that on the front end so that, you know, we just go into that position in a more prepared way. Cause they're not bad positions. It's just, mm-hmm. you need to just know what you're getting into and understand, you know, kind of what types of things you need to know about and think about on the front end before even starting that position. That's gold. Yeah, that knowledge is gold. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, Kirby, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. And we will definitely have you back. I want to keep tabs on what you're doing and how you innovate, you know, your programming, your business. So thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me, Wendy. This was a great time. I definitely enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Before you go, I would love to share a free stress management resource with you. Go to stressblueprint.com and download your free copy of the three questions to ask when you are stressed. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, 
Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.